want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, so today I have Jim Hernandez on the line. He is the president of SoJedi.com. Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. So, Jim, I see you have a uh, extensive background in business, and I want to definitely get more into what you're doing over at SoJedi.com. Um, but before we do that, let's just start with your background. So how did you get in the business? What inspired you? Well, what inspired me was a mentor. I had worked for several companies, and by the age of 25, unfortunately, uh, he he was passing away. He wouldn't tell me he had cancer, but uh, three days before he passed, uh, with tears in his eyes while sitting in a wheelchair, he looked me straight in the eye and said, you know, don't work for yourself. Have your own business. Mm. And I remember my first job in, in college, that was my dream. When I, when I left the job to another role, I said, you know, when I come back to this type of, of position, I was a salesman at a car dealership. This is the job I took for fun when I got out of college. And I said, I'm going to come back as the owner to a business when I when I when I get going and I figured that would be three or four years down the road and my mentor reminded me of that of that moment when he with tears in his eyes only wanted the best for me and he, we had a kind of a father son relationship and I just remember that uh, I paid for college by working for some entrepreneurs and selling stuff in their in their stores and just really admired the the uh, the lifestyle that they got to live but also the sacrifice and the hours they're going to have to put in I wasn't afraid of the hours because I was worked really hard you know I had half time jobs and full-time college and two jobs in the summer and three jobs at Christmas. And that's just how I made it work. So I've worked that way and, you know, good or bad, if you're in business for yourself, you're going to have to sacrifice some time to make all that work. What would be, um, you know, mentors? Mentors are a big deal. And it sounds Absolutely. like you had some good ones early on. What would be your advice to those just getting out of college now about seeking out a mentor? So I've, I've had the great fortune to be able to, to pay it forward. So people have just reached out to me to ask the same. And I think the, the trick there is, you know, lots of people pay for coaches and so on. And, and I actually pay for a mentor now at a, at a C level. But for people fresh out of college, I think the, the answer is somebody that you, you uh, respect. It could be an uncle. could be a close friend. could be somebody you work with. That my first mentor, although we worked together five and six days a week, he would invite, you know, the, the sales team out to his house to, watch football games on Sundays and, you know, have a cup of coffee. And I took them up on it. So Sunday mornings after going out with my buddies on Saturday night, I'd bring some donuts, he'd pour the coffee and orange juice, and we would watch football. But the best conversations were between quarters, halftime, and all the discussions and all the stories that he shared about attitude and success and, you know, just being a good person in business. And although he was teaching us how to sell, it was a, uh, it's a huge benefit for a lot of things, and that time was so valuable. Man, I love that answer. I can think in my own life of uh, mentors, and, and I, I agree. I've used both. I've used more of a structured format and uh, um, that I paid for and also um, uh, formats that were, let's just say, less structured, like you know, like what you just mentioned. And I right. think some of my best sales um, 
coaching sessions, sales things always took place like after the day or something like that, having a beer or something else like that with somebody at the company that was um, more tenured, more seasoned than myself and that was a rock star in what they were doing. And I'll tell you, that's where I always learn the most when I look back at things. So for those of you out there considering and thinking about um, mentors, um, definitely listen to what Jim's saying because this is all, all, all great advice. Um, and so, I, I can offer I can offer a book because I've, I've got to meet Ken Blanchard a couple times. Hmm. My other big mentor in life was on Ken's board, and there's a, a book out there. It's a very simple book. It's called The One Minute Mentor, hmm. and I'd recommend it to read. It's a real simple read, and it's as good for the mentee as the mentor. So I've been able to use it for both because I have mentors in my life that I get great information from, and I also have been asked by some you know I don't know why they picked me, but super yeah. smart people that are looking for some balance in their life. Again, I don't know why they picked me, but um, <laughs> I feel really, you know, I feel honored that somebody would ask me to have an effect on their life, which is a big part of what we do. But, um, you know, it isn't always about finding a business coach and paying somebody. It is about finding a willing participant that it's an exchange. And what I've, I've learned now as a mentee is that I get often as much as they're getting from me in that mentee mentorship role it's it's wonderful mm. i love it um let's let's transition a bit i want to talk a little bit more about uh sojedi.com so what kind of clients do you help and what do you help them with so our, our client is everything from a local small business a startup entrepreneurial to a a large international organization that operates in 16 countries with 24,000 members that are all sea level and we we provide we like to say virtual business assistance that's what we do and our goal is to provide world-class service so what we do is it's kind of like you have a car but once in a while you want you need to get a ride that you don't want to take your car and it's like uber so imagine of all the services that you need help with in your business whether it be marketing and mining for leads or accounting or we just did some translation because we do lots of work in the international world that we provide the services where you don't have a full-time person on staff to do it, but you need a short or temporary or strategic job handle that your regular team wouldn't do. And we provide the, the services around that. So right now we're doing, uh, give you a couple examples, we're doing data mining for uh, a C-level organization called Vistage, which is looking for increasing membership and helping the individuals that mentor these, these, these groups of C-level people and bring them together to an idea exchange. And then we just helped a, a medical supply company called ORI, and they needed help translating their labels to Spanish because they're, they got their first opportunity in Latin America. And our, our, because we've been doing it in Latin America for 20-plus years, we're not only able to put it in Spanish, but put it in the format they want and make sure it makes sense. So our translator is smart enough to call down to Ecuador and say, do these words make sense in the medical field in Ecuador? Because Although it's Spanish, Spanish is not universal in every country. Different words can mean different things. And so those are the types of things we're doing. So you work with a wide range, you mentioned, from small to enterprise-level businesses. Um, Correct. A lot of small business owners um, uh, listening to this show right now. Um, What kind of uh, things do you find as you're helping companies become more efficient? Um, Some of the mistakes that a lot of our small businesses are making. So the biggest opportunity we found in, in what we do that I didn't mention was marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's changed a lot of things. People want to – and it wasn't much different when we had, you know, I say paper, radio, and television, that people wanted to find a specific tool. And what's changed the marketing strategy is it, two things. The digital world dominates, 
especially if you have a small business. And the second part is that it, in that digital world, it requires some effort on the part of the company. And so sometimes we can provide that not only strategists, because we have this great leader, our account director, who manages this, but we can provide you the strategy that gives you some of the work to do and some of the work for us to do to make sure you're in the right place and the right location and do the constant testing and analytics to make sure you're getting the results you want. It's different when I started spending money on, on marketing when I was a manager whew, too long ago, 30 years ago. I could measure that specifically on an investment, but usually around a phone call or traffic. Today you can get day-to-day -day results. It's so much more precise. And I think small businesses and medium-sized businesses struggle with that because they can't afford the department and the smarts to do that. So we're able to do that for multiple uh, multiple companies at once with the right smarts. Mm. Um, what kind? I mean, what kind of uh, what kind of results have you seen? And I don't mean numbers, sales. I, I mean more like um, you know, a, a small business comes in, their marketing is kind of is kind of off. You change things up and get them with the correct um, plan. What kind of what kind of things do you think a small business could expect? And not just with your company, but with the right type of company running their marketing. Yeah, that's a great point because there's lots of that's lots of good marketing companies. I think what they should expect is. A, a focus on getting them results. And this isn't a critique to business owners because sometimes the business owners are often equally guilty is that we find out, you know, picking something as simple as a website or a logo, they will spend more time worrying about how that looks than they will on worrying about whether it actually produced some results. So we recently uh, had to redo a website where the client had built in a contact page, as you should have, they were so worried about how it looked, they forgot to put the send button on the contact page. <laughs> so you're able to go in, give them all your information, but there's no send button. So it was it was kind of like dialing a phone number, but you didn't even, you didn't even get the, a ring. The phone number uh -huh. was right. And people so say, well, that's annoying. crazy, but so is crazy to build a website like that. And it's because, and this isn't a critique, and I don't want to generalize mm, anywhere, no, but course. some web developers will sell you on how cool they can make it look. Our, our team is entirely focused on getting your results. So I always say, you know, Amazon and eBay do not have the most attractive sites, but they're all built around the functionality of how a customer wants to behave. And we worry more, more about that. Which is where we should be, in my opinion, in terms of the evolution of online. I mean, the idea of, um, you know, knowing how much money you're putting into versus getting back out, um, the amount of measuring analytics that are out there anymore, something just looking good, or maybe it's not supposed to look good, like you mentioned, um, <laughs> um, is far more important than um, than just your opinion. And that's what I really like about the uh, the trend of where online and digital marketing has gone is that um, really you should, you, can, you should be able to see pretty quickly if what you're doing is working or not. There's not, we're not in the day anymore of, um, Let's say maybe, and I and I mean not not nothing against magazine advertising or anything else, but you know um, they're using different different metrics to measure. You're not knowing immediately how many people seen that magazine and then went and purchased your product, um, unless it, unless maybe they had a coupon or something. But that's a one off. Um, so even, there were ways even back then, but now it's it's way different. Yeah, to your point, we can break it down to the hour and the day, or day of the week. And we have to always remember a, a poster that I've had up or a, a framed sign I've had in almost every business I've ever worked for or owned was nothing ever happens in this world until something is sold. So you can have the prettiest website in the world. You don't sell anything. You'll be out of business in a hurry. 
Real quick. Um, no, definitely. Um, well, great, Jim. Um, I appreciate all your tips and your, your insights and you updating us on what, uh, what you're doing over at SoJedi.com. Um, what, what's the best way for somebody to reach out, learn more about your company or yourself if they'd like to? I think they can go on SoJedi.com or they can look up Jim Hernandez at SoJedi.com. It's Jim.Hernandez. Or just, you know, go on our site and, uh, Click the, the, the info button and we'll uh, we'll get in contact with them as quick as we can. Awesome. Well, hey Jim, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, giving us your tips uh, to the listeners. As always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, uh, leave me a review, do all those great things that we do to um, for our podcasters. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Jim.